Welcome to the morning meeting, another paternity episode. I'm uh, not here. I'm on paternity leave. We're recording this in the warehouse, and Kyle's here. Yay! We're in the the owner suite in the warehouse with uh, lights. Maddie thought we were going to have to do it in the dark. Dark could have been pretty funny. What's your title? I am the social media head of social media. No, I think we changed that. To what? <laughs> I don't know. I think all the head ofs aren't head of anymore. Like you're probably director or something mm. like that now. I don't know. If I have to update the LinkedIn that I haven't gone on in a long time. You're not, you're not running our company LinkedIn? No. Huh. Add it to the list. No. Do companies have LinkedIn's? That'd be. John that. Boy Media does. Yeah. Who runs the John Boy Media LinkedIn? It's like Courtney because it's very like salesy yeah. and Bill because it's like a Ventsy. Like mm. it's not like, I mean, there is an aspect of it that's like get clicks and likes and comments and stuff like that, but it's super it's a different. Like, it's a different end game than what you're getting. Yeah. It's like not it. the fun. It's not like everybody come here because we're having fun on this page. And like, that's yeah what I do everywhere else. I asked Kyle to prep two things. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I didn't want to hear, have you just counting here. Even you might do. I was doing, I've been doing it for like an hour and a half now. <laughs> yeah. One was how many different accounts do you publish post on a day? So, so it depends. So, but it, like talking baseball, YouTube community, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. that's four. TikTok. Don't just lump that as one. I want to give an impressive okay, big number. Okay, so here. I always say that we have five different platforms. What are those? And it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. So every channel has one of those. Some of them are different. Like Wake and Jake stuff, we're just supposed to talk in baseball, TikTok, for example. Yeah. So those five platforms combined... There must be 60 accounts that were posted on regularly, maybe more. Yeah, and you also have out of context. Yeah, there's like out of context and Twitter and GIFs. Breakdown and, shorts. Yeah. So honestly, it's anywhere between 60 and 80, if I had to guess. And I've been thinking about this all morning. I really <laughs> have. But I would actually have to go through and like count if I wanted to get the real number. But it's a lot. And then how many things do you think you post a day? Like now, does that talk in baseball post about like Gio Urshela's injury? Five times. Five times. Uh, yeah, because that's a lot. Like if Gio Urshela is injured, and then you or whoever on the team want to post that, it's not like it's not like there's a uh, site where you hit it and they disperse it to all the all the um, different channels like Instagram and Twitter. There used to be stuff that did that, and there might still be, but it's not going to win you any prizes if you do it in that way exactly so sorry i'd say geo shella is out for the season that uh, one's just twitter instagram facebook and you wouldn't do this for geo shell out for the season but like if it's a big enough one the hope is that you guys talked about it on a show and that way we could also get that news on our tiktok and youtube but uh but it's different like it's a different post on instagram and twitter basically or is it the same exact yeah thing? so for twitter if Gio Show was just freshly headed to the IL, we have yep. a graphic for that. 
But since Jaroshello was like already on the IL, and then the news came out while he was on the IL that he's out for the season, we don't have a graphic prepared for that exact thing. So it looks different on Twitter. With Twitter, it's just a picture of him with a caption. On Instagram, it's the reporter's tweet that says what happened over top of a picture of Jaroshello. And then that gets posted to Instagram and automatically goes to our Facebook as well, which our Facebooks are crazy. We always forget that. Yeah, what did the Cole do? You the Cole it? video is nearing 800,000 views mm-hmm. on Facebook. So yeah. that's pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and needed, it got broken to AdSense a little bit too, which is going to help uh, us reach the goal there. Nice. All right, and then now go way back and tell people how you started and then what got you from – because you started – Fifteen dollars an hour in yeah. just yeah. like Maddie did, right? Yeah. Well, that you gotta was, let me give the, the number on the post per day. Oh, yeah. What do you <laughs> think it is? No, I don't know. Actually, it's uh, the other day I counted. It was Monday, and not even every MLB team played, and we posted forty-one Instagram posts on Talking Baseball alone. <laughs> so that's between like clips of you guys, yeah. highlights, whatever game Jolly played that day. Not one account across all accounts. This is 41 Talking Baseball Instagram posts. Oh, so just one account. Yeah. So that's just Talking Baseball Instagram posts. Anything that's either our content or uh, a graphic or photo also went to Facebook. And then you could pretty much triple that number for Twitter. And this is just Talking Baseball. So in a day across accounts, it's probably anywhere from like 300 to 500 posts that like... A day. I... I click send on, to be honest. And then there's other people on the team that yeah. do their Honestly, as a social team, actually as a social team, it's probably like 400 to 600. I probably press send on like 200 things a day. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nuts to think about. I don't really ever think about these the statistics. I just kind of do it. And I know that it's crazy, but I never really think about the number. How, so often, how, do you re- how often do you check? <clears throat> like you post 200 a day. How often do you check in on things? Like, like pretty often if a tweet's going off, it's just going to find you or are you checking in to see like, how did these all perform? Yeah. So it depends if it's our original content. I almost always go back and check, make sure we didn't mess something up or make sure people aren't giving us actual good constructive criticism on something. But if it's like a Salvador Perez home run in the seventh inning of a Royals Reds game, I'm just kind of like. Yeah, going to let that one fly because I don't really care what people have to say about Salvador Perez's home run versus the Reds. But then again, if it's like Salvador Perez made an error to lose to the Reds, we have to be careful with that kind of stuff because now we're like slandering the players. Yes, you have to be. So I go back to check to make sure that people were okay with like the way we worded it. And obviously on every single post we have, someone's always going to be mad about how we did it. Yeah. People are mad at me right now. I'm seeing about the Cole thing. Saying I was super biased, but I don't even think I really presented an opinion. I don't think so either. That's, how, that's sometimes where when you don't present an opinion, which is how we run a lot of the socials, is like just say what happened. Yeah. Then people infer the opinion they want to agree with sometimes, or they infer the opinion they want to disagree with most times. Yeah. So like any Mariner fan is inferring that I was like, because I don't care that that dude Caballero. Yeah. I like that he was doing that. I've I've publicly liked that Bernie Williams used to do that, that Puig used to do that, Vado's fucked with pitchers timings before. Like I wasn't anti him at all. It's just with the new rules, all that stuff yeah. is under a microscope. Yeah. Well, I was voicing it from Cole's voice. 
So like when I'm doing that narration of like, you know, waste my fucking time. Like that's not like my thoughts. I'm, yeah. I'm doing what Cole, I mean like. You're literally laughing at him. Yeah, no, but people will just infer it. Sometimes they say like the best actors make like no face. Yeah. And then the audience infers, oh my God, it's so slight, but you can see they're, they're troubled. And like they tell actors just be blank. That's kind of how we run our soldiers. So like, yeah, we allow the audience to infer like, which sucks sometimes. Just yeah. Like, oh, he didn't say that. Yeah. And the larger our platforms get, the more toxic the replies get and stuff like that because it's people who don't really know us. They're just there because it's like a huge page and all that kind of stuff. Who's running around down there? Oh, That's Noah the, and Sophia. The McFly here. kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was I saw uh, Sophia's hair and I was like, who is yeah. running around? All right, so then you, you started in 2019, 2020? Yeah, so I more or less started... I started talking to you guys about getting the job in January of 2020. I accepted the job in February of 2020. And, and COVID. COVID. Plus, I was at like another job that was a real full-time job. And it's the type of job where if you just say you're leaving, it's really sucks for the, all the other people you worked with. Oh, yeah. So you did two weeks or what? I did like a month. Oh, okay. And I was doing the TPP clips while <laughs> keeping the statistics for softball games <laughs> at my old job. Yeah. So I was a sports information director before I started at John Boy Media. And my last stop, I made a few stops in that field, was at Westchester University near Philadelphia, sort of. And... I started this job during what in that field you call the overlap from winter sports to spring sports. Yeah. So if I just gave them my two weeks and dipped, they would have been that would have been that would have been messed up. Yeah, would have been out of luck. So then you started when March? Like, did you start yeah. right before? So I literally started like the Monday after. The way I remember COVID as like a big sports fan yeah, is that the, the NBA there was that game. NBA game. Yeah. Then that was I, a Tom Hanks night. Yes. As well. So I started the Monday after that and um, we were in the office for one week. And I remember talking to you, BBD and Jake, like, so what do you guys think? We'll be back here in like two weeks. And I didn't know. I'm pretty naive when it comes to that stuff. I think we were all naive when it came to COVID stuff. So I was just being way too optimistic and BBD kind of gave me this look like, Nah, man, we'll see you in like a few months probably. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that sucks. We we're supposed to have a big party. And oh, then, yeah. So then, wait, wait. So then what did you do? Because Zach, so the Jake came over every two weeks and we filmed 12 videos and then we did like our podcast. So you were clipping the podcasts from home for, yeah, during those months? Yeah, I was clipping the podcasts, every single podcast and show that you guys were doing, which was kind of a lot. And I was helping Bill distribute old breakdowns. Oh, that was crucial ones. though. Yeah. That like really, really helped. That us. really helped build up our Instagram because the Instagram actually came along well into your yeah. breakdown. Man, you've done that a lot then because so you've redistributed the that was all the breakdowns had to be three minutes long yeah. to uh, earn money on Facebook, but they were all two minutes and 20 seconds long because that's how... That was the max length for Twitter. Yep. So you and Bill took all of them, like a thousand. Yep. From eighteen, nineteen, 
and then the 20. And it's like this day in breakdown history. We just rolled them all out. With an ending that was me saying, that's the end of the video, but it has to get the three minutes. Thanks yeah. for watching. That was for Facebook because yeah. it had to be three minutes. Yeah, but then that tapped it. into Facebook money, which helped the whole company. Like, we, yeah. we, because of that and two deals, Roosevelt's, which Jake and I negotiated, and DraftKings, which we had someone, we like crushed during COVID. Yeah. It was pretty wild. We were scared, and we were up until so I was uh, up until June. It was getting scary. We were starting to look at like the P and L and being like, "Fuck!" Like we just hired five people or seven people, and now there's no money coming in. So Jake and I did those watching baseballs on YouTube. Yep, and we did all this other stuff. Yeah, so I was helping promote that, and then that's when anytime I had free time, kind of just like now, I was just digging for anything i was making like 60 second highlight videos for like all the best mlb players and those are really helping grow things that was trevor's suggestion because he said the players love that stuff oh yeah hype reels yeah i was pulling like any stupid statistics about trevor yeah i mean that was like the whole talking baseball page it was like a trevor plouffe fan page but it was you and who else was in that crew keith Um, well no but, but keith was there before you but yeah you, like, Aunt Lauren. Yeah. Aunt Lauren. Rob. Yeah. Not Scirocco. You're the only one that I still hear from that group of five, right? I think so. BBD. He was technically part oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. BBD Zach. and Zach were yeah. there. And they, they, I just had... They were... Doing different stuff. They didn't get interviewed. Right. Like, you were probably a lock, but they just got job offers. And then yeah. we were hiring five people. You told me that... Zach didn't count, I think, towards the five. Because he was like... Had a very specific role. Like videographer. Yeah. And then it was Lauren and Ant and you. Or it was Ant in the next round. Ant was maybe the next round. Yeah. I don't have no idea. That was surreal for me. Cause but you I was guys a- didn't have like any task. Like, that, like you didn't get hired to run socials. It was just... Everyone was just help. Yeah. Find help. your lane and help. And then you kind of like, we always say like hungry, hungry hippos. Like you ate all the balls. Like yeah. You, you outran everyone else to the point where some people were shrugging and like, well, Kai already did that. Well, Kai already did that. So we and Jay kept hearing. We're like, well, shit. And we we're like, God, leave some for them to do. Yeah. But then it was also like, well, I mean, fucking. At one point. Try to keep up with Kyle. <laughs> at one point I was asking Keith, like if there's anything he needed me to do. And he was like, Jimmy and Jake told me not to give you any more tasks. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go make this Bo Bichette highlight video then or like whatever it may have been at the time. I just like loved it. I wanted to do it just for fun. I still do. And that's why it was like such an easy thing for me to come in and do is because I was like a diehard fan of you guys. Yeah. Diehard. Like every single episode of everything you could think of. And that's why when I came for the job interview, to me, it was like a meet and greet with like my adulthood idols. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, yeah, that was nuts. Like, I remember walking in the office for the first time and like seeing you stand there. And I'm like, Jesus, this is like a job interview. And you were dressed up. Yeah, I wore a tie. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The Bronx office is so funny. It wasn't as crazy when you're in it. And you're like, yeah, this is whatever. This is cool. Yeah. We're growing. We're small. Looking and back. Now look back and you're like, dude, that place was gross. That was nuts. <laughs> Imagine still was having fun. that. It was it was fun. And it was like homey and it was like ours. Yeah. It did get crowded and yeah. summertime was tough. It was hot. 
that studio Jake and I were in was small. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, then, then like halfway through, I think you got bumped from 15 to like, I was like, Hey, this is what we can do now. But I, yeah, like I just kept whenever oh, I could dude, give, but I was, that was like, with all the first two sets of like your crew. And then Maddie's crew was next summer. And it was like, our philosophy was as soon as we want of someone who comes and they take that $15 an hour job, as soon as we can identify like, this person has a role and we can, we have a bit more money now. Like we tried to take care of, it wasn't like we're going to make you wait a year. So I think yeah. all-star break, it was like, Hey, you're in, you're here. It was like, this is what we can give you now. And then I think later on, then we, well, that year there was no all-star break obviously. Cause the MLB oh. season was nuts. So it was weird. It was a 60 game season. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, so I started and I was just hourly and you guys were like, like kind of, that's all we could do right now that type of stuff. Like we're still smaller than you might think we are and all that stuff. And obviously I'm coming from this job where I have a salary. Yeah. So I'm listening to all the advice people have to offer. Like some people are like, sure you want to do this. Other people are like, yeah, go for it. <clears throat> and I saw the vision in you guys. Whereas all the people I'm getting advice from weren't nearly as big of fans of you guys as I was. Matter of fact, most of those people hardly knew who you were at the time. And I just went for it. And that's part of the reason I worked so hard is because I was like, I cannot possibly let this fail. Because yeah. if I do, I just really messed up big time. Yeah, that's what I did when I got the when I got the initial investment. And like just like a small like yeah. even before the investment, just like I had like an audience. It was like I had a vice grip on that. And I was like, I'm never ever letting my hand like loosen at all. Yeah. So when I was hourly I worked as much as you guys would let me. Actually, I worked a lot more than I was supposed to, but I just clocked 40 hours because I knew that that's all we could, we could do. Yeah. So please Katie, stop. please stop working more yeah. than we can afford to pay. Especially Katie, because she's such like a mother-like figure. And yeah, she just she wanted to make yeah. sure I'm okay yeah. more than she wanted to make sure the company was okay. So I was just going on that sheet Katie had us fill out to clock hours and just putting nine to five, nine to five, nine to five. But I was really working like seven to midnight probably. And eventually Katie was like, Kyle, just don't take the time to fill out that sheet anymore. We'll just assume you worked nine yeah, to five yeah, every day. Yeah. And then that's when you guys came around and was like, Hey, we could offer you a salary. And I was like, that was like dropped to my knees in a Walmart type moment. Like in a Walmart. <laughs> yeah. I was crazy like head over heels like i think this kind of just worked yeah after like months and months of worrying so looking back like the six months or so i had to kind of wait for that is not a lot but in that moment especially with covid going on you're worried about the world in general and yeah and then you got to be selfish in those moments like what does this world situation mean for me yeah. No, but we actually There's crushed longest, COVID. That we were set up. Long. We had one of our investors when COVID happened. Like we were like, shit. He was like, you guys are set up fucking perfect. He was like, everyone has to go on the internet and make content now. You already make content on the internet. So you're ahead of them. He's like, everyone's got to lay off excess workers. You don't have any excess workers. You only have seven vital staff members. Yeah. And he was like, uh, he was like, everyone's desperate for content right now. And you guys make content. Yep. It was, and we, and Jake and I were just like, what? Okay. So in the actual lockdown, Jake and I made so much shit. Yep. And then that 60 game season, 
if you remember how much we were doing, it was insane. Like we did really, we did a pregame show, a talking baseball pregame show five days a week. Yep. And then four talking baseballs a week. And then we did four talking Yanks a week and seven talking Yanks pregame shows a week. And then we did three John Boy Jake radios a week. We did two watch-ins. Like we did laughs from the past, a full episode and a short episode. Like it, I look back and I'm like, how did I have that much fucking energy? How did we do that? It's crazy. But that's, but we really, really like we came out of that ahead. Yeah. I saw that too happening probably like two months into working with you guys and two months into COVID because I saw all of our videos getting so many more views than everybody else. And I saw all the social accounts that I was posting away on just gaining so many followers with zero sports going on. So I'm like, if this is happening with no sports, imagine when the season finally starts. And then when the season did start, everybody was just so excited to just have something. Like looking back on the 60 game season, Jolly just did a stats that exist. That went out yesterday. I saw. I didn't watch it yet, about like it. players who peaked in the COVID yeah. season, Luke Voigt and stuff like that. Yeah, that stuff was kind of silly. Looking back on the Dodgers World Series, I think even Dodgers fans are starting to come around. Like that was very well when odd. you earn the season now, and you're, when you get to game sixty in the season now, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, the season regular season ended like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> in that moment, everyone was just so excited to go from nothing to something that. It was awesome. That was like the birth of Tatis. Like, yeah. it was awesome because that was the birth of the Padres team that we now know. Yeah. And stuff like that. So we did really well after those 60 yeah. games. And that um, 60 game season, we were all locked in. And people wanted us to raise off of that, get another investment. And we said, no. We said, because if you give us 160 games, our valuation is going to be higher. So we'll stand pat. I think we got a cup. We got like a. A small round came in, and we added, like, the headline that, that year was we raised a million dollars, but that's that was a combination of a lot of that came the year before that we never publicly announced. Yeah. And then there was a, a little bit that came after. And with that little bit and the profit, because we were super profitable in 2020, we got Rose Moylan Winger. Mm-hmm. And we said, no, give us 162 games and let us fucking dominate baseball. We're not going to go outside baseball that much. And then we'll raise. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. And then the valuation after 2021 went even higher. This crazy. sort of relates to that. And it's that I say this is our first like real MLB season since I started. And it's because 2020 was nuts. 2020 was still a lot of questions about COVID and stuff. 2021, yeah. 2021. Yeah, yeah. Delayed start. No spring training. No spring training. No fans for some of it. Still had teams missing starts and there was still two game double, seven inning double double headers headers. and no no fans for the first 40 games or so. Yeah. And that's when people started to be like, all right, like, yeah, yeah. We're not excited about this anymore. We're just annoyed. And then in 2022, there was the lockout. Yeah. So that through that season for a loop. So I think this is the first year, especially with World Baseball Classic happening before the season. Yes. That normal. baseball and is fully normal too. and yeah. hyped up. And we're starting to see some benefits of that for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing that we're seeing benefits of is our own content. Something that with that you've had to, uh, I always say like, you're because we're very similar in attack method, but you're always like a year behind me 
mm-hmm. in dealing with that lifestyle. But pivoting to content that like isn't our win winner, I feel like this year or at the end of last year, you're seeing you're more open to it. Like let's go. Oh yeah, our original IP. Because when I started trying to hammer that down everyone was kind of giving me this look like jimmy like what like yeah why are you putting so much energy into the warehouse or like uh these other shows and just do this and uh now the warehouse two hundred thousand subscribers as oh, of yeah. yesterday Yay. yeah people are starting to understand it but also just understand like we own it no one can tell us what to do no one can do anything like we people pay us if they want to work with us but you kind of had a big i think it was like the end of last year where you're like fuck it let's do it yeah, I'm going to post it. Sales stuff and yeah. original content. Definitely because we own it. Nobody could come for us with copyright. But does it, it hurt? Does it still are. hurt you to post stuff that doesn't get as much as like a breakdown or as much as a big moment like engagement? It hurts in the sense that it's like, why isn't this doing really well? I think it's awesome. So it's just always going back to the drawing board. Whereas I wish we didn't have to keep going back to the drawing board and I wish we could just keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. But, but re- that's but always re- going to Recalculating happen. stuff. Yeah. Lately, you've got a real good gauge for what's going to be big or not. Like yeah. when the Lou and Zoe clip went out, you said this is going to be big. Yep. And that's the biggest original IP we've ever posted, I think. In our company's like history. Probably. And then when yeah. and then there was the... Because we have a bunch of clips from Blitzball Battle 3 and you and Kev were doing it. And then when you and Kev are umpiring and you make different calls, yeah. you said this one's going to be big. And I think that was like an instant million views. Yeah. People love controversy. I think people love even more controversy that they could have an opinion on. And it's also not that serious. Yeah. And then, wait, but the Boone uh, <laughs> sitting Indian style. Oh, yeah. I heard that you told the office like this is going to be yep. big. That's a, that one cannot be big. That, that, like, our audience could find it funny, but other people can be like, whatever. Yeah. It is really funny. No, I saw that coming because it's really funny, and people like to get on Boone, and it's so random. I knew. Like, I was still in the office that day. I know when I'm holding the camera if I just got something that is going to go big. I remember we were at the Orioles game. It was me, Jake, Kenobio, and Joe's. And Cole's playing peekaboo with the baby from the dugout. And I just so happened to have my phone out for that. And I got it. And I knew literally mid-recording that this oh, was going to go crazy. Oh, you filmed that? Fan didn't send that in? I didn't yeah. realize that. So I filmed that. The baby's mom was like DMing me on Instagram the next day. Like, thank you so much. Can you send me that video? And Oh, that's cool. This and that. And then the other day, I'm at the Yankees game. And Volpe hits the foul home run. Yeah. And I'm in the other side of the bleachers, the right field bleachers. And from our angle, oh, you—that was your video. That was again my with video. Beer shower. I'm getting showered with beer. I'm like, are you guys? What's wrong with you all? Like, wait a second. Yeah. And so I'm getting showered with beer, and I have—I'm recording on my phone. I'm like, this is gonna go crazy because it's not a home run at all, and people love to get on Yankees fans. So I said when we had the Boone clip, I lumped it in with those. That as soon as I saw it, yeah, I knew that that was gonna go crazy. Because it was hilariously stupid. Having podcast clips go outside of the podcast audience or even the fan base is is hard. Yeah. Like when we did the Joe's Dolphin thing, people watched that that didn't even know what talking like what show it was. Yeah. It's like remember um, when Bert Kreischer, the Kool Aid clip with him and Tom Segura. When, have you guys seen that? When he finds out he drinks. Oh, you haven't seen that? that's really funny. But it went it went bigger than 
anything. Like it went so viral that you didn't even know who they were and you yep. saw it. We haven't had too many of those, but the Boone one kind of went outside our audience. Joe's Dolphin one went outside our audience. Joe's being on the live stream in the background looking at Meg the Stallion. That the went first outside pitch. our audience. That yeah. went big. Yeah. And then you, so the most recent one you texted me, you said, I think these are going to be big, was the yeah. knuckleball ones. Are you right or are you wrong? Are those doing well? They're doing good. They're not doing good, amazing. Yeah. I don't know what that might be. Maybe it's because the production quality is lower than yeah. our other stuff. Yeah, it's just. I think our that warehouse audience is now getting used to like incredible production quality that anytime something's below incredible, it doesn't do that well. Plus, I guess there's no like controversy slash it's not a real pitcher. So maybe that's the reasons it's not going crazy, but they're doing well. Um, it's the videos where the pitching machine throws a knuckleball yeah, and it's yeah. you versus the hitter. It's yeah. like if you catch it, you win. If they, Everyone's too fixated. It's when you post on the on the glove. Yeah, on why you're it's catching it. It's funny like when you post something and you, in your head you, you know the reasoning and then you're like, oh, I didn't realize that was going to be every fucking comment. Yeah. It's a little kid's glove that you and a bouncy ball. So like yeah. you can't squeeze it. And it bounces right out. So it's not like an actual glove. It's more just a trapper thing. Yeah. But whatever. I was like. And then uh, there was the one where you're first Drew Davis and you catch it. But yeah. it barely stays in your glove. Yeah. And that pretty much proves yeah, yeah, why yeah, that yeah. that won't work. Yeah. What? What? I, I just didn't realize. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was going to be the only comment. I didn't and see that coming no, no. Yeah, that's always a bummer, right? Because yeah. usually, and that's what I would talk to you about a lot is, uh, and I and I talk to the warehouse editors back in the day, a ton about this is like, uh, try to try to think what the comments are going to say. Is yep. there oh, one yeah. thing that they're going to say over and over and over again? Okay, well, let's tackle that thing so they can say multiple things about about multiple, like, unless it, unless the one thing is fine. Oh, you know? the but if entire it's, thing when you're brainstorming a post is what will what the audience say? will the audience say? So yeah. Maddie will send me a video. The other day he sends me a video and it's uh, edited... It was Dalton filming Max and Jolly guessing all the teams Rich Hill played for. Yeah. And they didn't finish the quiz. So there's yeah, like... Yeah, I saw that. I knew that was going to happen too. There's a team... Well, that that's happened with other ones. But yeah. this Rich Hill one hasn't gone out yet because I said we're going to get the same comments we got on the other ones. It's like they didn't finish and we didn't ask the audience to help us finish. So it just looks like it ends and it's like there was never an ending to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Incomplete. So... But you're good at that. I'm good at that. A very handful of times I've, I've been like totally blindsided by the most popular comment. Like everyone is saying this and I, oh, yeah. and I didn't see it coming. But when you work with people that are new to posting with our audience, mm -hmm. uh, you have to like, I remember a lot of times there's like prizemen who had its warehouse games. I'd be like, guys, all they're going to say is this. I don't think so. I don't think so. And then they'd be like, you're right. That's all they care about. And I'm yep. like, you, I was like, I know I, you, well, we know the audience. You and I have been in front of it. Like, you get all the responses. So yep. you kind of, like, understand our main audience. Blessing and a curse, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a blessing. I mean, it's 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 hard when you post something and you're like, 10 people are going to shit on this, and I hope they don't sway the rest of the yes, people. Because you always say we live in a tell-me-how-to-feel world. I just said that to Sanagato when we talked to him. Because yeah. he said he would, if if there was the first five comments on a video came before the length of the video like say a 10 minute video and the first five comments came in two minutes yep and they were negative he'd delete them because like that's not fair yep you just 
telling other people how to feel, but you didn't even watch it. And I'm like, I totally agree with that. If you watch it and you don't like it and you comment on it, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, it does harm you to have the first couple comments. And that's why I recently messaged you guys about Instagram. And oh, I was yeah. like, hey, don't give these sexist assholes like yeah. our, our spotlight. And yeah. let them be the, in the in the first five responses. Well, I don't really we don't really delete comments that much or monitor it because you can't. But that's where I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not putting you on my stage, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of that, and there's plenty of times where I'll post even a 60 second clip of you guys talking about the Red Sox are a big one right now. Their fan base is very confusing because <laughs> they beat the Yankees, but they're in last place. So they think they're doing well because they beat the Yankees, but you're also in last place at the time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they stay hot How are, when yeah. this comes out. So anyway, so I'll post a clip. It'll be 60 seconds long. It'll be like, can the Red Sox keep up this success? We will get five comments within 60 seconds. So yeah. it's clearly you didn't even watch to yeah. see what we said. We yeah. might have said yes. Yeah. And they think because yeah. we are Yankees fans and the Yankees just lost the Red Sox, yeah. even though we also think the Yankees are terrible, that we have some sort of bias. And it's. Yeah, yeah I was also talking with Frankie about that, world. like how we live in a world where people want to, because we're in sports, people want to like attack instead of just enjoy. Yeah. Which is a bit of a weird place to be. We're Joe Buck now. We hate every team. I've been that for three uh -huh. years. Oh, and yeah. I don't, I don't like give a fuck about every, any, t I, that's the thing is people see my indifference as hating. Like, I don't give a fuck about you. There team. will be times where I'm watching. And I don't think any team is good. Yeah. Besides two. Yeah. Every year. There will be. So that's a, just a viewpoint that people don't want to hear. Dude. Especially like, when Trev and Jake. Angels think fans, every team is good. Like you guys hate us. It's like, no, we have nothing good to say about you because you haven't made the playoffs since 2015 and you have two of the greatest baseball players of all time on yeah, your yeah. roster. Angels fans are weird because um, I treat them like how I treat the Yankees. I want you to be good. Yes. But you're not. We and literally, I would, but they're you know like, how much that would do for my But I don't engagement? understand it because they're always like, we're good. And I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. But why aren't you upset? Like, I, I thought I'm, I think I have the same view. If the Angels were in New York and had our fan base, I'd have the majority fan view. Yeah. So it's a different that's, so that's point. exactly where, and obviously, but they are playing well as we record this yeah. now and doing better. But like in the past, I'm like, I want, I just want you guys in the playoffs. Yeah, you I want know you how to do well. well that would do for us. Yeah, like if Otani and Trout were on the biggest stage, you know how much engagement that would get us. Yeah, I mean, so they're always just, my answer of what team do you want to see. And in the then World that's like, where I am with the Red Sox too. It's like I can't necessarily say I want the Red Sox to do well as a Yankees fan, but at the same time, it's like you guys are happy right now. What? And because the, you beat the Yankees, you're in last place. I would be furious. Yeah. I'd be so upset. Yeah, it's very odd. It's so weird. So I don't... You try to gauge every fan base voice as best you can, but the thing is, at the end of the day, you're not going to please anyone. So, Have you done the social clips for Ball and Play League yet? Have you run into any good moments? I am actually just getting ready to dive into my first Ball and Play League game. Do you have a game one or do you have a game two? I have game two. Oh, because so game have, one provides a moment that... That should be a million view on TikTok, which oh, I think nice. is really great. A so nut when you shot. Get hurt? No, it's a nut. It's a nut shot. Okay, not me. Because I know <laughs> you go blind or something. Yeah, but that happens off camera. Okay, I'm just not there for a couple games because I'm blind. Okay, so but there's a there's a, a nut slash dick shot in game one. I hope Kev has it. Oh, ready. he'll be all because like it. that. Those go. You know, Kevin won't miss that. Yeah. No way. But I know that game two. 
at least from just like going through it quickly comes down to like a close finish at least. Oh, it does? So. I, I forget all yeah. of it. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually forget it all too, which is good for clips because you want to be in the same seat as fans to be able to gauge like your excitement at that moment. And strip in the away game. context and make sure you give context. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else? Before, did before I, did you I not go? ask anything you wanted me to ask? Yes, Maddie? I need Kyle to tell this story because this is a story I tell like every like nine months or so, six months, nine months. My first day of work, Kyle drove me and because we lived near the same place. And do you remember what happened on the way home before we got on the highway? We stopped at McDonald's. Okay, so (laughs) I remember a different Maddie story that I guess I should tell now, but... I don't remember that because okay, so let me tell when that, I used to drive and to and from the Bronx. I'll, I'll tell this and then you, yeah. whatever you want to tell, I don't know what you're telling. But we we stop at the McDonald's in the Bronx, like by the stadium slash office. Not that one that's like right next to the stadium, but we stop there, go through the drive-thru. Oh. First of all, Kyle asked if I want anything and I said no. And then he hit me with a, what are you healthy? <laughs> I thought that was funny, but... <laughs> We go through the drive-thru, Kyle gets like two burgers, we get on the highway and we start. And then he unwraps the burgers. <laughs> and <laughs> the buns, it's two buns and ketchup. That's it. There's no, no meat. <laughs> and Kyle eats it anyway, both of them. They didn't the give you that. They gave me that. That's but they, you didn't order that. No. <laughs> Who would order that? Vegan people or something? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Nobody would ever order that. Okay, yeah. so I thought you were going to tell like more of a work-related I thing. I have a cousin who orders uh, cheeseburgers with no meat from McDonald's. That's or used to insane. when she was a teenager. No, he did not order that. He ordered like burger, lettuce, cheese, <laughs> like pickles probably, the whole shit. Why would you order that? <laughs> Just get something else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I thought Maddie, and I'll try to tell these quickly. I thought Maddie was going to say that we were on our way home and like a trade happened because I used to drive to and from the Bronx office because the train and subway takes even longer than driving, which the drive is still like an hour and a half plus. And then you have to park wherever and walk. And one of the, one of the most memorable ones for me was Anthony Rizzo trade to the Yankees because that came out of nowhere. And I was, had just left 20 minutes from the office. I just pulled over in a rest stop and probably sat there for like an hour and a half posting any Rizzo stuff I could think of to talking Yanks and talking baseball yeah. and whatever. And that would happen a lot. I mean, I'd pull over on the shoulder of the highway, the turnpike, and there was a couple of times where cops would pull over behind me and come up to my window and ask what I was doing. <laughs> and I'd be like, I had to use my phone. <laughs> and sometimes I'd have my full laptop out on my lap on the turnpike on the side of the highway. And yeah, that's just the nature of the beast. And then the other Maddie story is that just during the tail end of COVID, when stuff was getting back to normal, it's probably like January 2021. It was, yeah. Maddie had been kind of messaging me a lot, like, hey, man, I'm really interested in working for you guys. And I knew who Maddie was because he was editing stuff for Phil Hughes. Uh-huh. And this is when we were hiring that second group of people. Yeah. The second round of like me's. Yeah, just yeah. to kind of come Scirocco, in. Prizman, Maddie, Dan Rourke. Rourke. Yeah. So Rourke, I'd been begging to work for us for a while. So as soon as he was in, he was in. Maddie, I was like, I don't really know who this guy is. 
he doesn't even have like his pictures, like his profile on Twitter. It was just like, yeah, a, I did, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I think or, no, it was like that Maddie Mass GFX like graphic. I think I changed it because you probably told me to. Okay, but yeah, that's so, what I knew. That's how I knew your name. The app. Yeah. So the, yeah, the the Maddie GFX yeah. thing. So times were still weird, and I don't know how else to explain it besides times are still weird. And yeah. Maddie lived near me, so I was like, why don't you just come on over? And we'll work on some stuff together. I'll get to know like you. a live interview. Yes. Just at Kyle's But it was house. the most casual interview of yeah, all time. Not, not an interview, really. Because still at that time, there was like nowhere for me and my friends to go hang out. And it was like NFL Sunday and stuff like that. So I had like eight of my friends over and they were yeah. all just hanging out, like watching football. And yeah. Maddie strolls in and he's like... I can only imagine what was going through his head. He's like, I didn't know I was coming over for like an NFL Sunday hangout. <laughs> yeah, and I did not. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be the two of us. So I have like my desk set up and me and Maddie just basically set up and just start going to work on like some Gary Sanchez winter yeah, Dominican League highlights. Toros. Yeah, because that was also big content at the time because it was sports were just back. Anything that was on TV was going to do well. So Maddie comes over. My friends are all just hanging out watching NFL Sunday or whatever it might have been. And me and Maddie are just plugging away at my desk and going in on Gary Sanchez highlights. And I was like, okay, yeah, this dude's legit. That's why I went to Jimmy and Jake. It was like, we got to yeah. get the Phil Hughes guy here. Yeah. If we do have you on again, cause I think we're going to wrap this up so I can go yeah. and play. Well, uh, I want to talk about how you're kind of front lines for like recruiting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like for Dan Rourke, we knew Dan on Twitter and it was kind of a wild card and young and all that. And we're like, oh, does he want to do this? Does he want to do his own stuff? And Kyle, you talked with him or whatever. you would always talk to him and you said to Jake and I, I can, I can turn him into a, a mini version of me. And five minutes later we called Dan and he was working at Verizon. Yeah. And he like went outside into the hall and I was like, Hey, Kyle just vouched for you pretty hard. So you want to start? And he was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I'll start right now. I can come. I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle it right. All that. But, uh, but yeah, then like we got ice. And we people. got ice. One's kind of crazy. Yeah. We'll save it. We'll tease yeah. it. Have you back later on. And yeah. then, yeah. Cause you, Kyle's yeah. basically me. Yeah. I mean, I I had applied the year before when Kyle applied and got it, and so I was like, "It's Kyle wasn't the reason that I applied or anything, but he, yeah. he pushed me." And after getting the offer, Kyle was really what brought it over the finish line because he was, it was obviously like going from a yeah I didn't think you salaried were salaried job to like not and Kyle had an was, industry that you were like yeah. I mean, I was set up for set like, up. Like yeah. that was your lo- career in life, right? Yeah. yeah so I was time. telling Maddie basically the same thing. I was telling him that I was just in his shoes. Like yeah. I had had a full time job. I left hourly, all that, and I gave that same spiel to most people, Taylor Jackson. But she obviously came on full time. Yeah, Maddie was a surprising one. I I didn't think you were going to say yes. Yeah, when I when I when I because responded, I thought about it for a long time, and I always wanted to do it. It was just at that point the like the switch of what I was doing and like salary wise was so different. Yeah. But then I just like Kyle convinced me basically and then I processed it as like, let me do this for one year and if it goes to shit after one year I'm still gonna be like fine. Yeah. So then that's kinda like what put me over the edge. Um yeah, that's what I said about when I got the opportunity too. Yeah. It's like well one year I build up a part time sharpen my skills to do this like part-time and go back to my job if I need to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Well, we'll do into part two of this. Yeah. Well, we have to do a part two. Yeah. Uh, leave yeah. questions. If we have you back on for running socials or early stories or whatever.
I guess Kyle and Maddie. Yeah. Commenters. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I uh, don't usually do podcasts like this. So before I sign off, I just want to say like, I know the people who watch this are, are diehards and also people yeah. are like interested in the behind the scenes. And I just appreciate the absolute hell out of those people because they are my escape from getting yelled at by baseball fans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it's the very, people who take, when I go to like the John Boy Jake TV comments and stuff, it's like, a refreshing, refreshing yeah. area yeah. to be in because they just love us for us and yeah. not because we're talking about their favorite MLB team. So our community and people who are going to see this, love you guys. It's a, you guys are awesome. Ditto. Ditto.